0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Truly delighted to have you. Well, today we are four weeks from the midterms, Uh, four weeks from today, really 28 days from today will be the midterm elections for the United States of America. Now I know this is kind of dumb for some of you for me to say this, but I know um, my listenership and it's it's really odd y'all uh, let me let me just let me pull up this this sheet because I've been tracking this and I find it just fascinating this data let, let me this is my live stream data that I've been keeping track of. I have people here are the countries. Uh, Albania, Algeria, Aruba, Australia, Austria, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Czech Republic, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Israel, Italy, Japan, Kenya, Korea, Mexico, Montenegro, Netherlands, New Zealand, Nigeria, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Slovakia, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Thailand, um, uh, the UK, and Zambia. These are the countries where I have people listening to me right now. It's a little bit bizarre. And then I have Alabama and North Dakota and Hawaii and Vermont and who knows who's listening. So I want to, for all of you who may be listening, home and abroad, just explain this to you very quickly. In this country, legislative races happen every two years typically at the state and federal level. Because as the winds of the people change and they wish to hold their executive accountable, the founders thought it was important for the people every two years to be able to replace their representatives as their moods change. The executive branch in this country, by and large, is replaced every four years because— the executive needs time through the ebbs and flows and the rearrangement of legislative patterns every two years to be able to execute policies. The exception is the United States Senate, which by design doesn't represent you. If you are listening right now, your senator does not actually represent you. Your senator represents your state. And up until the 1900s, your senator was picked by the governor and confirmed by the Senate of your state or both houses in your state legislature. The Senate, because it represents the interests of the states, goes for six years, and only one-third of the Senate is up for election every two years. So every two years, there are legislative races. Every four years, there are executive races. And every six years, there are Senate races. You have two senators. They can never be on the same cycle unless one of them is stepped away due to an appointment. So you'll have a, a cycle where you have a senator, and then two years later, a senator, and then the third electoral cycle for your state, you have no Senate seats. That's the pattern in this country. Legislative is two years. Executive is four years. The Senate is six years because the Senate represents states, not people. And they want uh, the, the interests of the states are for stability. So one reason it takes so much longer to get stuff through the Senate than the House is because it's expected to move slowly. Presidential cycles are called presidential election cycles. They happen every four years. Our next one will be 2024 because our last one was 2020. So, in the years between every two years, the legislative cycle where you don't have a president on the ballot is called a midterm election. Now, some states, mine being one of them, Georgia, it has its gubernatorial cycle during the midterm cycles. And the midterm cycles are um, where you have Congress, no president. And states, the states up for election this year are Alaska, Hawaii, California, Oregon, Nevada, Idaho, Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Arkansas, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Maine and Maryland are two Democratic states run by Republicans. They're expected to flip. Wisconsin is a state that is a real swing state. Right now, Tony Evers is the governor of Wisconsin, and it is expected to flip to the GOP. Kansas is a more conservative populist state. It trends Republican. It has a Democratic governor because candidates matter, and and the Republican candidate four years ago wasn't that great, and they went with the Democrat. The Democrat is expected to lose. Put it to you this way. There has never been – this is your interesting fact about Kansas. There has never been a governor of Kansas who won re-election – when the party opposite that candidate was in the White House. Or I'm sorry, when, when that same party was in the White House. So if you have a Republican governor of Kansas and there's a Republican in the White House, the odds are your Republican loses. In this case, the Kansas governor is a Democrat. There is a Democrat in the White House, so the odds are the candidate loses. And in fact, everybody expects the Kansas Democrat, who is very pro-abortion, pro-transgender rights, to lose. She's not a good fit for Kansas. Shelley won because Kansas had a bad Republican four years ago. Nevada is expected to flip to the GOP. Oregon is expected to flip to the GOP. So you have Massachusetts and Maryland are expected to flip to the Democrats. And then Kansas, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Oregon are expected to flip to the GOP. So a net two seat pickup for the GOP. In Arizona, Carrie Lake, who is someone the Democrats thought would be a terrible, terrible candidate, she's ahead. The Democrat in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is a real idiot. She's not very bright. She's not very likable. And she's refusing to debate on stage against Carrie Lake. And the media there and nationally keeps asking her why she won't debate Carrie Lake one more time before we let you go because i think it is on the mind of arizona voters are you saying this morning that there is no circumstance that you can envision or would even try to negotiate in which you and carrie lake would appear at a debate together before the election
1: at this point in the race with 30 days to go uh, our schedule in terms of, of forums uh, is pretty much set and and i'm really happy with where we are in uh the plans we have to continue talking directly to the voters of arizona
0: This race is—she's just a bad candidate. She's a bad candidate. Now, that leaves the Senate. Every two years, there are Senate races. Only a third of the Senate is up for election at a given time, and every state will go for a four-year period where there are no elections for their senators. Here's the Here are the races up for grabs right now. Alaska and Hawaii, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Oklahoma, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. There are... Oh, up for re election right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 Democrats. The rest are Republicans. Georgia, if the race were held today, is expected to go to Raphael Warnock. Republicans in Georgia are increasingly confident they can get Raphael Warnock into a runoff and beat him in January. May God have mercy on the souls of the Georgians who will be suffering through negative attacks for the next several months. Republicans think it's possible. They actually think that uh, the, the Libertarian candidate could be a spoiler in the race and keep Warnock below 50%. Very few Republicans actually think that Walker can exceed Warnock and get into a runoff, but it could be possible with Brian Kemp's ground game in Georgia. Stacey Abrams has largely given up in Georgia. Multiple people have told me they've seen her on the campaign trail and she's just out of energy. In Arizona, Blake Masters is expected to lose to Mark Kelly unless unless the polling has been wrong out there. There's a historic pattern in Arizona, of the polling overstating Democratic support. If that's the case, the race is tied and Masters could win. Everyone believes that Adam Laxalt is going to win in Nevada. Wisconsin, Ron Johnson is going to win in Pennsylvania. The polling shows John Fetterman is going to win, but however you look at it, um, If there is such a huge overestimation of the polling in Georgia – or in, in Pennsylvania, rather uh, – they could be really undercounting Republican support in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz wins. A lot of people think Oz can pull this off. If Oz wins that race, then Nevada flips the Senate to the GOP. Even if Georgia stays Democrat, even if Arizona stays Democrat – the GOP would get a 51-seat majority. Now, let's say the polling really is wrong. Let's say there really is an overstated Democratic bias. Well, Walker could win in Georgia. Laxalt could win in Nevada. Masters could win in Arizona. And that could give the Republicans a 53-seat Senate. My gut tells me the Republicans get to 52 seats. They don't get to 53. But if they get to 53, good for them. I think it's very doable for them to get to 51 seats and take the U.S. Senate. And Democrats are starting to realize that's the case. Democrats had really thought that they could beat J.D. Vance. We're going to spend time on J.D. Vance here in a little while. doesn't look like they're going to spend time beating J.D. Vance. So the Republicans appear that the GOP will pick up two seats nationwide, net. The Senate appears the GOP will pick up one or two seats, net. The question then is the House of Representatives. The polling has shifted back to the GOP as I told you it would. They're now up a point in the generic ballot average. Everyone from real clear politics to the New York Times to CNN to to um, 538 believes the GOP takes the house. The question is the margin. Will they take it by 10 or will they take it by forty? There's a New York Times story out today that is leading Democrats into despair. and I find it to actually be a kind of funny story. That's leading them to despair because the Democrats were so long bullish on New York and its redistricting until the New York Supreme Court and Court of Appeals threw out their redistricting and did it themselves. So on Long Island, Republicans are confident that crime and inflation will help them hold New York 1 and New York 2, and they could potentially flip New York 3 and New York 4. On Staten Island, national Democratic strategists have concluded there is almost no viable path to victory for Max Rose, who would be a comeback Democrat. In the Hudson Valley area, Republicans are making serious runs at three seats held by Democrats, New York 18 and 19, and even DCCC Chairman Sean Patrick Maloney's new district, New York 17, where he faces a viable challenge with internal polls from both parties showing a dead heat in a suburban area Joe Biden won by 10 points. In central New York, Republicans are poised to hold the 22nd Congressional District. Republican polls and Democratic polls both show Brandon Williams leading uh, Fran- uh, Cannoli, Francis Connolly. They're actually – Republicans are poised to pick up seats in New York based on polling. They're poised to pick up the Rhode Island 2nd Congressional District. If that's true – If the polling that's coming out from the Democrats, not from the Republicans, from the Democrats shows the GOP is on the verge of picking up these seats, there could be an undercounted Republican wave out there that we don't see in the polling. And if that is the case, then Arizona is possible and Georgia is possible, and that does give the GOP three net seats in the Senate and possibly 30 seats in the House of Representatives. We don't know, but we know one thing for certain. 28 days from today, we will see just how big the GOP wave is. Everyone believes they're going to take back the House. How big the wave is, how big the base is in Georgia, for example, with Brian Kemp, to push others across the finish line, will shape the next two years in American politics. And we'll find out in 28 days. I want to tell you guys a little about a group I've been working with, Americans for Prosperity. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the largest grassroots network in the country, fighting to expand freedom and opportunity so that we can unleash prosperity in America again. Here's what I like about Americans for Prosperity. They focus on building movements at the community level, not Washington, D.C. That's actually how I first came to know them, in Georgia, helping rise up the Tea Party movement in 2010. They understand we're not going to find solutions in Washington. we got to take power out of Washington, that's going to have to come from Americans like you outside the Beltway bubble. That's why I'm excited to partner with Americans for Prosperity to provide an effective platform where we can talk to our fellow Americans and advocate for solutions to the most critical challenges facing the country. I encourage you to learn more about Americans for Prosperity by going to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Hello there. How are you? It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I want to take a phone call here real quick. Joe, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Joe, how are you?
1: Hi, Eric. I'm fine. Hey, I want to see if you can help shed some light on something that, uh, well, not like gaslighting, uh, fact-checking, uh, but the lie that Biden just told recently that he is going to, uh, pardon all the criminals that are uh, federal offense for minor possession of carry marijuana or possessing marijuana. Uh, there, there is no such law. There is nobody going to be pardoned. All that is uh, is, a, is a state local laws there. Is, yeah am uh, I right? Yes, Biden
0: says he now there are people in prison on federal marijuana charges. And those people are getting pardoned uh, by Biden. But a lot of these people are also they've been convicted of state crimes and the president cannot pardon you for a state level crime. So those people are stuck in, in jail. And most Americans in prison On drug charges are in prison under state crimes, not federal crimes. So this doesn't actually help as many people as the media reported that it would. Uh, And Joe Biden essentially said he wanted governors to extend the pardons, and they don't have to extend the pardons if they don't want to, and they're not going to, by the way. There's not going to be a mass exodus of people from prison, regardless of how you feel about the policy. It's not going to happen because... Joe Biden can't do it. Governors have to do it. Now, I want to play you some audio real quick. I was on CNN last night with Anderson Cooper and Kristen Powers talking about uh, the Herschel-Walker matter. Just listen to this a little bit. Well, if I can get it fired up here. Maybe I can get it fired up here. No, my computer froze on me. Of course my computer would freeze at the most inopportune moment. Make just a...
1: A decision based on that binary choice and not step back and and kind of look at it from a different angle Uh, you know i think every person has to decide that for themselves but i do think that you have to step back and say wait hold on but if i'm really willing to make this compromise do do i really believe this because i I personally, no matter what they were promising me, if somebody said that they paid to have a baby killed, I would not vote for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I think that w- w- it's an opportunity to kind of look at this and say, what is this really about? And, and, and please stop using this rhetoric because you clearly don't even believe it or you wouldn't mm-hmm. be going along with this guy. You just simply wouldn't. I mean, if he had just paid to have anybody. I disagree with that. Really? He, he, you hey, found out I, I he paid
0: read, to have a person murder and, you would vote for him? 13 years ago and he's denied it. I, look, I, I find both candidates here terrible candidates. Um, I, I'm, I'm appalled that both parties have the candidates they have. But when you're a voter and you've got the binary choice of a guy may have done this 13 years ago versus a guy wants you as a taxpayer to pay for it tomorrow, I, I think voters have a, have a right to say, you know, I don't like either of these candidates, but I don't want to pay for this and Raphael Warnock wants me to. Hmm. There you have it. So winter is coming and I got to tell you I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you, but in the winter time they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff, they're not they're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bullen Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over 25,000 rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through and they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. The fiber sucks, and you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified betting company ever, they use 90% less water within conventional production, zero press pesticides, other chemical, chem, toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bowlin Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night's sleep in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is Eric. Trust me, they're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, Bowlin Branch sheets on every bed. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson across America. I am delighted to have you. The show keeps growing. You know, we've got stations now in Montana, in Oregon, in Arizona, in Nevada. Uh, we just keep growing westward, northward. We've got stations in Springfield, Illinois. How are you folks today? North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, just growing. It, it, Oklahoma, Ohio, Florida. It's just I it, I feel some measure of success. It's been very, very slow to grow, but we're starting to grow, and I appreciate all of you. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. So, um, I gotta I gotta share with you what happened the other day. <laughs> I know he didn't mean it badly, but it's a humbling experience. My my neighbor came over. You know, I have friends come over on Sunday nights. And uh, we have bourbon and cigars. We watch the football game. And, and my neighbor has just started coming over. Um, and it's OK. He stands on the porch. Um, And it, so he, he came over Sunday and it was just Philip and me. And so he sat down and we're talking about work and radio contract negotiations, all that stuff. And he's like, well, you know, I'm I'm glad you're filling in for Ben Shapiro. I'll give you some national audience here. Uh, and essentially, over time, um, his his words of wisdom were basically that I'm I'm not good looking enough to be a TV show host, and that I'm a regional centrist or moderate, and that I need to I I, I just stuck on Georgia. Now, I've already got to acknowledge that that I'm a little bit self conscious about uh, Georgia is the center of the universe for politics right now. And I don't want my uh, listeners in Oregon or Nevada to think, oh, he's just a Georgia show and he's on our station. It is the center of the political universe, though, with this Herschel Walker race, with the Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams race and the like. And I do have to talk about it. But uh, forgive me if you decide to pigeonhole me as an ugly regional centrist radio show host. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It it was kind of funny. But I got to talk about the Herschel Walker race. I played you the audio Uh, If you uh, will listen again, here is the end of the conversation. It's uh, Anderson Cooper show on CNN with Kirsten Powers, who is a uh, progressive Democrat and myself. And she for a long time has built herself as pro-life, but supports a lot of pro-abortion Democrats.
1: Is it fair for somebody to make just a. A decision based on that binary choice and not step back and, and kind of look at it from a different angle. You know, I think every person has to decide that for themselves. But I do think that you have to step back and say, wait, hold on. But if I'm really willing to make this compromise, do, do I really believe this? Because I I personally, no matter what they were promising me, if somebody said that they paid to have a baby killed, I would not vote for them. <laughs> so, you know, I think that we, it, we, it's an opportunity to kind of look at this and say, what is this really about? And, and and please stop using this rhetoric because you clearly don't even believe it, or you wouldn't be going along with this guy. You just simply wouldn't. I mean, if he had just paid to have anybody no, murdered, disagree with
0: that.
1: Really, you so found I, out I he paid wait. to have it's a person murdered, you would vote for him?
0: Thirteen years ago, and he's denied it. I, look, I, I find both candidates here terrible candidates. Um, I, I'm I'm appalled that both parties have the candidates they have. But when you're a voter and you've got the binary choice of a guy may have done this 13 years ago versus a guy wants you as a taxpayer to pay for it tomorrow, I, I think voters have a, have a right to say, you know, I don't like either of these candidates, but I don't want to pay for this. And Raphael Warnock wants me to. Hmm. Is it? Yeah. I mean, is- that's it in a nutshell for me. Listen, I I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to vote in Georgia. I will tell you that I, Don't think you should be shamed into avoiding Herschel Walker. You know, by the way, a reporter for a a prominent media outlet, let me tell you something about the Daily Beast. I've now heard from two different reporters from media outlets who said the story that he ran violated all sorts of journalistic ethics. And one reporter told me the, the man tried to do another hit job on Herschel Walker by getting a girl with autism to believe that he was the girl's father. And he's not. By dripping it out and not giving you all the story details, by claiming they couldn't and then clearly they could, this was a political hit job. And you, whether you like Walker or not, need to understand it was a political hit job. And the media, by and large, has avoided talking about Raphael Warnock's baggage. Now, this is a national story because this shapes the United States Senate. And for those of you in Georgia who are listening to me right now, you know I believe character counts. And I'm not going to fault anybody for saying character counts, and I don't like either of these guys. I also do want you to appreciate that if it comes down to holding the United States Senate, you have two candidates, one of whom is on the pro-life side and 13 years ago may or may not have paid for an abortion. And the other guy is on the pro-abortion side who not only wants you to do taxpayer-funded abortion until the moment of birth— but wants to end the filibuster in the United States Senate to make it happen. And if the Democrats get to 51 or 52 Senate seats, the filibuster will die, and every bad thing the Democrats have tried to get through the Senate will get through the Senate. And you do have to think about that. At some point, you have to decide, am I going to just sit on the sidelines because I hate both these guys? Legitimate answer. Or am I going to hold my nose and vote for the candidate I don't care for who has all this baggage because I've got to stop Joe Biden and the Democrats? A legitimate answer. And I don't think anybody should shame you for saying, I'm going to go stop the Democrats. I don't care for Herschel Walker. I already had issues with him. The larger story here is that the Republicans need to do better. I have friends who are upset with me for not for for saying for not saying you should sit it out They are convinced the GOP must do better with the quality of candidates, and if Herschel Walker wins, the quality of candidates will continue to suffer, that there must be repercussions, and the repercussions must come from the GOP losing the Senate. But many of the people who tell me this have drifted to the left over time anyway, and they're perfectly fine with the Democrats controlling the Senate. They're perfectly fine with an abortion-on-demand agenda. They don't actually think the Democrats will do it. I think the Democrats have been trying to do it, and we should take them at their word. We should take Raphael Warnock at his word that he wants abortion on demand. We should take Raphael Warnock at his word that he wants to confiscate the right to co- control elections and give it to the federal level. We should take Raphael Warnock at his word that he wants to end the fossil fuel industry. And we should take Raphael Warnock at his word that he wants to force churches to to violate their religious conscience on sexual gender issues or be punished. We should take him at his word on all of these things. We should take Raphael Warnock at his word. And if you take him at his word, he wants to expand government, punish churches, and punish families for living the traditional life that the God he claims to preach says we should live. If you are a regular listener of this program, I have warned everyone for a year that Walker was the weakest Republican candidate possible. And he is. No profit is welcome in their hometown. I've, I've been telling you guys this, and people were mad at me in the primary. Of course he's got it in the bag. And you and I both know what will happen. And this is the concern of some of my friends. If, if Walker wins, the Republicans, well, he was always going to win. We can keep having candidates like this, and they won't learn a lesson that you got to have candidate quality better. But it's a month from Election Day. Walker's not ever going to pull out. I mean, that's part of his problem we're dealing with here. He's not going to get out. He can't get out. If he gets out, he's still on the ballot. He made it through the Republican primary. He is the will of the Republican voter, whether you like it or not. And the media that has gone out of its way to disparage him has never Worried about all of the baggage Raphael Warnock has. The Washington Free Beacon, which is a conservative publication, has a report out today that Raphael Warnock's church owns a building, and if you can't pay the $28 in rent, they immediately evict you. No compassion, no grace, no waiting period, you're out. Herschel Walker's team has stepped up today to volunteer to make the rent payments for the people who can't otherwise afford it. The media, mainstream media, hasn't covered that story. Raphael Warnock ran over his wife. The police showed up. He's a prominent member of the community. They said, nothing to see here. And the media that says believe all women have ignored it. Raphael Warnock ran away from a process server, suing him for child support, child custody. Wouldn't take the papers. His wife says he abandoned the kids. Why are we to believe all women, including Herschel Walker's accuser, but not Raphael Warnock's wife? This is a strategy. Now, let me me broaden this out for those of you who are screaming about me, focusing on Georgia. John Fetterman is a bad candidate. John Fetterman chased a black man down with a gun and vandalized the sign of a black-owned business in Pennsylvania. John Fetterman... Refused to pay taxes and had tax liens. He lived off his parents until he was in his 40s. He wears hoodies and sweatpants to look working class when he's actually loaded. He's a performance artist with bad judgment, bad morals, bad ethics. And the Democrats totally ignore all of that. They want to shame people in Georgia for supporting a guy like Herschel Walker. And they want to give a guy like Raphael Warnock, who ran over his wife with a car, and John Fetterman, who chased a black man down the street with a gun for no reason, they want to give them a pass. They want you to be shamed and so disgusted you won't vote for your side so that they win. Morals and ethics and comportment don't matter to them. Katie Hobbs is the Democratic candidate for governor. When Katie Hobbs was in school, she organized a slave auction, a mock slave auction, where you could be sold into slavery for a day to raise money for charity and had to perform degrading acts. Notice the media hasn't covered that story. The Democrats want to give her a pass on that. Democrats want to give her a pass. Because the Democratic strategy is they know you as a Republican really do want better candidates than what you have. So they're trying to make you ashamed of who you have. They're trying to bully people. I'm getting this from people I know on Twitter, bullying me, demanding I denounce Herschel Walker, demanding that I walk away from him. You said character counted. Are you a hypocrite? Have you given up your values? No, I haven't given up my values. But I also know, as I said on CNN, if the differences between a man who may or may not have paid for an abortion 13 years ago versus a man who wants you and me to pay for them tomorrow, I think it's personally reasonable to say I'll forgive the guy. Notice how they don't want to talk about grace. They don't want to talk about forgiveness. Prior to this in this interview, Kirsten Powers was bringing a Herschel walker holding a gun to his ex-wife's head. And I didn't have time to and wanted to say the only reason you know that is because he wrote a book about it and went on television with his ex-wife to talk about it. Do you show no grace? Do you show no forgiveness? No. They want to define a Republican by their worst acts, by their sins, and they want to pass on all of theirs. And so I think it's perfectly reasonable for a Republican voter to say, I'm not, I don't like these guys, but I'm going to go vote for Republicans to control the Senate because we have to stop the Democrats. If Raphael Warnock wins and the Re- Democrats keep the Senate, there will be a taxpayer-funded abortion on demand. Boys will get into my daughter's sports. They will defund schools that prohibit it. They will wreak havoc culturally and economically in the country. We must stop the Democrats. We must hold them accountable. I don't think you should be ashamed of that. And the Democrats are trying to deploy shame to stop you from voting for sound policy. And I got to just point out to those of you who hate the candidates and don't want to vote. If you hate the candidates, you're tired of having to vote for someone to stop someone else, and you don't want to vote, I get it. I think that's a reasonable answer. And I think these candidates should have to persuade you to vote for them, not to vote against the other side. But for those of you who were thinking of voting for Herschel Walker, and now you're embarrassed and ashamed, why? You've fallen for a campaign tactic. You should not let the Democrats use the politics of shame to win an election that's going to make you ultimately ashamed of the policies the Democrats enact in Washington, and you should keep that perspective, too. One of the reasons I like Patriot Mobile is because they're not ashamed to fight for conservative candidates around the country from the school board on up. They're pushing back against the woke agenda of the left, and they need your help to do it. And all you have to do is take your business to Patriot Mobile. You take your business to Patriot Mobile, and you give them your cell phone number or get a new cell phone number from them. They give you data. They give you 5G. They give you voice. They give you everything you need from a cell phone provider with guaranteed great service because they use the same cell towers everybody else uses. And then they take a portion of their profits, and they send it to the conservative movement. They've been helping at the local level with school boards. They're helping at the federal level with Congress. They're helping conservatives get elected around the country, and they do it by you helping them generate profits by moving your business to them. And they give you free activation with my name. You go to patriotmobile.com eric, patriotmobile.com slash eric, or you call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, tell them I sent you, you get free activation, you get guaranteed great service, and you're partnering with a company that's Christian and conservative. They share your values, they want your business, and they will make you proud as they engage for the conservative movement in politics, supporting the pro-lifers and the Second Amendment, veterans and first responders, and the anti-wokes, the conservatives who are pushing back on school boards. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you can use First Liberty to help grow your business. If you're buying a building, building a building, growing a franchise, buying a franchise, expanding a franchise, reach out to them. $750,000 deals and up. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. So, you know, so there's an interesting little thing with some of the the uh, right-wing post-Christian trolls online attacking me uh, today. Uh, Last night, a former Arkansas Senate candidate uh, attacked parents who live in Georgia. Uh, He lives in Arkansas. He was attacking some parents in Georgia. The parent's son was murdered. The son was at a mall, and the, the son was gunned down in violence. And the parents are Christians and said they forgive the murderers. They want justice for their son, but they forgive the murderers. And this the Senate candidate was outraged that the parents would forgive the murderer. I just replied back and said, it's, "It's forgiveness is the epitome of Christianity. We shouldn't be condemning the parents for their reaction to forgive the killers if they're Christians. And the post-Christian right wing trolls have poured out attacking me uh, for suggesting that we shouldn't condemn the parents of a murdered young man for, con- for forgiving the murders. Obviously the anger, the emotional response would be understandable, but it's actually sh- takes strength to forgive. And they're attacking me for pointing that out, which is fascinating. Kind of tells you the forces of Mordor. they're not just on the left. Uh, they're they're across the board. If you believe that only uh, the the demons of hell exist on the left, you haven't paid attention to the growing trends of the post Christian right in America. Um, Rouse doubted, who's at the New York Times, once said that um, if you think the Christian right is bad, wait till you see the post Christian right. We're getting a taste of it uh, now with these sorts of things where they can't understand how a family could forgive a murderer. It's fascinating. Now, when we come back, we got to move on. J.D. Vance in Ohio is winning, and the left and the media cannot believe it, and he's winning so big the Democrats are pulling their money out of Ohio. And also, those of you down in Florida, nationally, the Democrats are beginning to bail on the Florida gubernatorial race because, well, Ron DeSantis is not going to lose.